you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode of Locked On Mizzou is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And you know what? Speaking of sponsors, thanks to our friends at BetOnline.ag, I've got a bet based on tonight's Missouri-Georgia basketball game that I like. And of course, we're going to scout that entire basketball game for you. But you know what? Just looking at the bigger picture here quickly... Unfortunately, Missouri, after losing two games in a row last week, one, of course, without Jeremiah Tillman, the Tigers have dropped from number 10 to number 20 in the Associated Press poll. And, well, I guess it's good to still be in the top 25 because, fortunately for Missouri, the AP and the voters in those polls have certainly favored the Tigers more than the net ratings have, the Ken Palm ratings, that sort of thing. But, so far, if you listen to Joe Lenardi, those type of experts, it seems like actually NCAA seeding is more correlated toward the AP poll right now. So that's a good advantage for the Tigers. But you know what? A huge game for Missouri tonight. Really a low-key, enormous game because Missouri really can't afford to lose three in a row, go to 6-6 six and six in conference play. And, well, it's already been confirmed that Jeremiah Tillman did not travel with the Tigers to Athens. The good news is the Tigers, it also has been confirmed that the rest of the Tigers safely safely made it down to Athens despite all of the extreme winter weather we've been having here in mid-Missouri and throughout the country. Also, that game was, the tip-off for the game has been moved back by a half an hour to 6 p.m. So if you're coming home from work, struggling on those icy, snowy roads, that'll give you a little bit more time to get back for the beginning of the ball game. Now on paper, even without Jeremiah Tillman, this feels like a game that Missouri should win because frankly, although again, no Tillman, Missouri regardless is still the much bigger team than Georgia here. So Missouri absolutely needs to win the rebounding battle in this game. There's still no excuse other than effort for Missouri to lose the rebounding battle. And really, this should be a relatively wide-open game, to be honest with you. Georgia likes to push the pace on offense, and they also like to crash the glass on offense, too, which leaves them vulnerable on the back end defensively. Obviously, we know Missouri likes to push the pace more than they have in the recent past. And I think just, again, the combination of Georgia liking to push it themselves and the idea that they like to crash the offensive glass, I think that's going to create an up-and-down style basketball game, especially with Missouri not having Tillman, having to play more of a perimeter-style game. I think Missouri attempted 32 three-pointers in their previous basketball game. I think you'll probably see 25 to 30, maybe even more than that, going up in this ball game. to be honest, considering the pace that I expect. Now, Georgia, for their part, has got to be the worst defensive team 
in the conference, even to the point where LSU is like, hey, guys, you want to maybe try to get some stops every once in a while? That's how bad Georgia is on that end of the court. And part of that is because, well, they're just really undersized, not only on the inside, but at guard as well. Sophomore point guard Savir Wheeler, for instance, is listed rather generously at five foot ten. I, I I'd say Tom Cruise might have a better chance of being a legit five foot ten than Severe Wheeler does. But you know what? I think he's with that size, I think he's a guy that Xavier Pinson, Drew Smith, he's gonna have to guard one of those two guys most of the time when they're in the ball game. So he's not going to be able to hide defensively at all, and I think that's going to be a real problem for Georgia. I want to see both of those guys be really aggressive trying to get the ball into the paint against Wheeler and this Georgia defense. And just to give you an idea of the kind of ball game you might expect and maybe the kind of defense you might expect from Georgia this evening, in its 20 games, every one out of four games – well, they give up 90 points or more. A full 25% of their games, they're giving up 90 or more. And that doesn't even include their lost, most recent loss to Tennessee, where they lost 89-91. to 91. They also, actually, I'm sorry, that was two games ago. In fact, their most recent defeat was 115-82 to 82 against the Crimson Tide. Now, we all know how the Crimson Tide play, but still, 115 points? Yowzers. And just to add a little bit more context, from our friends at betonline.ag, the total for this game tonight is 153 and a half. Just for some context, that's the second highest total on the night among the high major teams, second to Xavier and Mike Anderson's St. John squad. Now, we're all familiar with Mike Anderson's teams and how they like to play. So again, that gives you a, a pretty good idea of the type of up, of up and down basketball game that you should expect to see tonight. Frank, frankly, with all that said, and with all with just the way I expect this game to play out in terms of matchups, frankly, I like the over in this basketball game. And if you agree with me, or you have any other lines or totals that you want to take in college basketball or the NBA, whatever it might be, then you should definitely go to betonline.ag because that's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Take Missouri in the over or heck, Fade me. If you think I'm totally wrong, take the under and laugh in my face when you're right. Fine and dandy. But either way, don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your pods. Now we talked about Georgia's defense, or really lack thereof, in the previous segment. But you know what? That's not really what Tom Crean is known for, is it? He's much more of an offensive 
minded coach. But I will say I was before we knew back when we were hiring a new coach after the Kim Anderson debacle, before it became clear that Conzo Martin was going to bring the Porter boys in a top five recruiting class with him. Well, before all of that came to fruition, I was pretty on board with Missouri going after Tom Crean. I really was, but you got to say, Tom, not exactly lighting the world on fire in Athens, Georgia just yet. And that's despite the fact that, well, he's done a fairly good job recruiting, at least on paper. Certainly you can't complain about having the number one overall pick in the NBA draft on your roster last season. But a 500 overall record is all that Crean was able to get out of Anthony Edwards last season. And so far this year, sitting at 5-8 and eight in the SEC, not exactly a lot to write home about either. And frankly, if his squad doesn't start playing some modicum of defense whatsoever, I just don't see them ever being good. Because so far in three years in Athens, Georgia has not even ranked in the top 100 in the entire country in defensive efficiency. Now that's really, really terrible because obviously while there are 300 plus division one teams, my God, you're, you're Georgia. I understand that you're not, you're a football school, but you're also in the power five. You're also, I'm sorry. I always say power five. You're in the high major conferences of college basketball. You're paying Tom Crean, I don't know, $2 million a year. That defense, frankly, down in Athens is pathetic. But again, I meant to transition to offense, so here we go. I already brought up Severe Wheeler. Well, one of the reasons is because he probably has his ball, has the ball in his hands more than anybody on that team. In fact, I imagine you're going to see a lot of high ball screens with the diminutive Wheeler as the lead ball handler. Now, if you want to imagine what type of game he has, if you don't remember as much of him as a true freshman last year, he's a good passer, but not much of a scorer. And while he does have some some fancy passes, some really excellent passes that find a way to thread the needle, that also lends itself to a fair amount of turnovers as well. So if you look at him statistically, while he certainly is one of the best assist rate men in all of college basketball, he also turns it over at a fairly high clip, too. Really a good comparison to a guy on the Missouri roster. Just think of him as maybe a better version of Drew Bugs. That's the type of player that Severe Wheeler is. Now, he's going to look for his shot a little bit more than Bugs, but he's also not much of an efficient scorer either. He makes 25% from three and only 43% from two. Now, one thing that's interesting about Wheeler that I noticed in the Tennessee game last week is that while Wheeler is a right-handed player, he likes to go to his left on those ball screens, generally speaking. And I thought Tennessee did a really nice job of forcing him to go to his right. And there's a pick-and-roll technique called icing the ball screen that I think Missouri will look to do quite a bit this evening, something that Tennessee implemented quite effectively in their game against Georgia and specifically against Severe Wheeler. But you know what? First, I got to tell you about our friends at Built Bar who were nice enough to send me a care package, which frankly 
you got to love them for that. I love nothing more than free food, especially when it's really good food. And I got to tell you, this is my favorite version of Build Bar yet. They sent me five or six, I think it was a half dozen of the coconut brownie Build Bars. I've already eaten two of them. I'm trying not to go through them all in, in one sitting because they really are that tasty. And the good news is these bars are relatively low calorie, low sugar, and they're high protein and high in fiber. So a nice little cheat snack for those of us on the keto diet. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Don't miss the biggest stories from around college football as Monday's Locked On College Football host, Candace Cooper, interviews the local experts on the biggest stories from around the country. Get in-depth analysis and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked On College Football. Subscribe to Locked On College Football wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, Candace had me on this past September after the LSU game, and it was a good time. So definitely check her out. Now, when it comes to isolating ball screens or icing ball screens, as it's typically called, they they shorten it to ice, that's for sure, because it's easier to call out ice, ice, ice on the court than it is to go isolation, isolation, too many syllables. But regardless of what you call it, that tactic has become really, really common on all levels of basketball, but especially in college and the NBA when there's a ball screen, particularly on the wing. Now, again, I was mentioning that Severe Wheeler, while he's a right-handed guy, likes to go left off of those ball screens. Now, most teams, in fact, Missouri does this quite frequently, anytime there's a ball screen that's on the wing, Instead of instead of versus in the middle of the basketball court, if you're ever on the wing, typically what the the man who's guarding the ball is going to do is they're going to ice that screen, which means they're going to overplay the middle of the court and force the ball handler to dribble toward the sidelines, to dribble away from the middle of the court, where frankly the defense is at its most vulnerable. So if you think about it, if Severe Wheeler, for instance, is on the right side of the court getting a ball screen, well, Missouri is going to want to force him to his right. Number one, because he likes to go left, but number two, because that keeps him out of the middle of the court. It's, it's easier to defend the player. You use the sideline as essentially another defender. So long story short, sort of like how if – one guy, if the man you're guarding, let's say he's a right-handed player and he's a extremely right-handed dominant dribbler, well, you're going to want to overplay that right hand and force him to the left. Essentially, the idea of icing a ball screen is, well, you want to, regardless of which side of the court that defender, that the offense is on, well, if they're going to try a side ball screen, you want to force them to the side. Regardless if it's the left side or the right side, the idea is you just want to overplay the middle and force them to the sidelines. But what Tennessee did, they did that as well. They certainly, you could hear them, especially with limited crowds. I'm telling you, listen to the players themselves. Listen to them yell out, ice, ice, ice. You'll hear it when they're on the side, setting those sideline ball screens. 
But Tennessee even took it a step further because usually Severe Wheeler is setting up in the middle of the court and trying to get into the middle of the of the court, of course, off those ball screens. But what Tennessee did is they were practically icing those screens in the middle. They would the big guy would essentially do a, a an early hedge getting out in front of Wheeler's left hand and essentially forcing him to go left. Again, essentially what this big guy is doing by doing an early hedge, jumping out, you're forcing Wheeler to go right, to make him go in a direction that they don't want to go. Now, he still can get into the middle of the court somewhat there, but just by taking away his strong hand, which is in this case his opposite hand from his shooting hand, well, you're just you're lowering the percentages of Georgia having an effective offense. It's something I'll be interested to see if Missouri tries that tactic because while Tillman is out in this game, in fact, actually Mitchell Smith is more prepared to play that type of defense. He has such long arms. He plays it. He plays the hedges so well, and he's quick enough. He can get back and recover while still helping on guys like Severe Wheeler, but then getting back to a couple guys like, say, Tumani Kamara or Andrew Garcia, who, while those guys are six foot eight and six six respectively, are pretty good scores inside for Georgia. But obviously, size shouldn't be a huge issue for the Tigers tonight. Frankly, they need to come out with as good of an effort as they've had all season. They need to prepare to, frankly, pick up Georgia in transition because this is going to be a pretty wide-open basketball game. And again, I like the over 153.5 tonight just based on how I think this game is going to play out. If both teams end up getting in the 80s, maybe even the 90s, that wouldn't be a big shock to me whatsoever. The next four games, two on the road against Georgia, South Carolina, and then two at home against Mississippi and a, and a reeling Texas A&M squad. This is an opportunity for Missouri to get the ship back on track, to get the train back on track, whatever analogy you want to use. The point is, Missouri really has to win tonight because if they lose this one, the season is going to start feeling like it's starting to come off the tracks a little bit. Let's get back ahead of the eight ball. Let's get to seven and five in the conference and get some momentum going in the right direction because, honestly, that last week was pretty rough for the Tigers and we need some positive vibes going the other way. But regardless of what happens, I'll have a recap for you as early as I can, eh, let's say around 9 p.m. this evening. Look for that Missouri-Georgia recap right here on Locked on Mizzou.